what is up everybody thank you uh, for tuning into the fathom beyond sunday podcast we're really excited about this new podcast it's really designed to, to just be very casual just a couple of leaders at fathom talking faith talking life talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on between monday through saturday not just on sunday so uh, tune in listen to the conversation open your heart and pray that it's really helpful Welcome, welcome everyone. We are so excited that you are joining us today on our Fathom Beyond Sunday um, podcast where we engage in lively conversations. <laughs> nice and lively. Li- it's extra lively today. I don't know if you can hear that. Probably not with these fancy podcast mics, but we've got like construction and banging and <laughs> saws running. So yep. lively means like sounds kind of scary. Like you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre out there. It kind of sounds like a war zone right now. So if you get any of that, we apologize. But it's exciting stuff. Like our next gen building's going up and uh, creating a space for our kids (laughs) and students to to worship and learn. And so we're we're excited about that. Yes, it's going to be an amazing, amazing thing. Absolutely. Long time coming. Long time coming. Yes. The plans have been in the works for quite some time now. Yep, indeed. But I'm excited to sit down and just have some conversation and yes. uh, just see what God speaks. So this week we had a guest speaker. Yeah, Pastor Dan Stoffer. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's awesome. Good he word. is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I was I, I really enjoyed him. We've gotten to do some other teachings in our staff meeting from yeah. him. And yeah. I mean, his voice is just, it, it reaches all. Yeah. I feel like, you know, he could get the 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 one who's been walking with God for decades and and the one who just came in like I feel like he 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 does a really great job of finding a common ground for all of us for sure I think with anybody on our stage I I really value people who are humble and I think people really like people who are humble (laughs) (laughs) and people who are relatable and Mm -hmm. you know aren't uh are too cool for school but really love people and love the Lord and like that's who I want to hear from. Yeah. <laughs> you know? e- oh, right. <laughs> you know? yes. That's kind of what it's all about. So yeah, it's good to have him. Yeah. And so this Sunday he, we're in the series. I'm not okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've said that a several times. And this week he really went in deep with um, the story about the woman at the well and powerful how, story. I love the story. Yeah. I do too. And, and I love how he framed it. Like I loved what mm-hmm. he pulled out of it. Yeah. It was so good. And he talked about, um, responses, our natural response versus our soul level response. Yeah. Our soul level solution. Soul yeah. level solution. Yeah, natural solutions. Right. Either, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> um, but, but I thought that it was really amazing how he pulled out those things, how he pulled out, you know, how we can respond to things in a natural way. And then there are ways that God, how God wants us to respond to things or how he has a response to them. Yeah. I love how he, he did, he did a little uh, creative use of the buckets. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really special and really rung home. Like, um, to think of this woman, this, you know, Samaritan woman at the well mm-hmm. who had a, had a story, had a past and how, how Jesus met her and, um, all of her past was kind of these natural solutions. So he yes. had these five buckets on stage. If you're just listening to the podcast, you <laughs> missed it. But he had these five buckets on stage, and they were representative of all the ways, all the men mm-hmm. that she's tried to kind of fix herself with and try to get her life back together with. And I think that really resonated with a lot of a lot of, a lot of people as they just think about their five buckets. Yeah, I and mean, we think about that in our own life, man. 
I tried this, and then I tried this, and then I tried this, and, and well, ultimately. Something that I thought about when he was talking is, you know, the response that she had with those five men, like her, her solution with those five men were very culturally driven. You know, in that time period, in that culture, women needed a man. Mm-hmm. There was no way for them to survive without a man. Mm-hmm. And so this was her solution to that was to find a husband. Really based on Genesis, it's the men who need a woman, <laughs> not the women who <laughs> well, need a man. It was the other way around. <laughs> yeah, but... I'm, I'm just, I'm no, I, I understand. But that's also you. true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but to be fed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I know what you're saying. No, and, and you know, it's it was really a picture for me because I had never really thought about it when he's talking about how when the women came together they pulled the bucket up together Mm. and how they all worked together to fill each other's buckets and they built community and they did all these things in community and she wasn't able to do that Mm -hmm. and the idea that like you know she had to be strong like she had to be built (laughs) because she was doing all this on her own over and over and over I've done some stuff like when you put like fill a five gallon bucket full of water, it's heavy. Like I, we did some stuff in the mission field of like concrete and like just a five gallon bucket of concrete. Yeah. I, let me tell you a really funny story. It's really stupid though. It, and <laughs> That's it's, okay. it's just painful. <laughs> It'll probably get up a laugh. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we were doing something at a previous church I was uh, on staff at and there was like these, these five gallon buckets that were filled with concrete solid. They used them Ooh. for something in their kids' ministry for like flags okay, for like yeah, yeah, three-year-olds over there and six-year-olds. Yeah. They kind of used it for like that. Well, we were moving those. Well, I, did, I had one in each hand, just like manly man. I've got them. And, <laughs> and we were taking them out back to a dumpster. I guess they were done with them. And there's a ledge, about a four-foot ledge. And I just... I was like 23 at the time, 24, and I'm just like, I'm just going to jump off. Just like I'm in great shape, I'm just going to jump off with two concrete-filled, like, solid buckets, five-gallon buckets, right? With water, it's heavy. With concrete, it's extremely heavy. I jump off. Not Okay, and then I landed on, like, a bunch of debris. I rolled my ankle so bad. I was in. So, I was screaming in pain. I've done that so many times. My poor ankles, but it was dumb. So, I'm surprised you didn't break your foot. Honestly. Anyway, so we're all carrying heavy buckets, right? No, I'm just, <laughs> right? sorry. I'm trying to pull that stupid story back in. Just don't, don't ever do that. That's the moral of the story. The moral of the story is his solution to being to having male bravado was right. to jump into yeah. a, a pile of debris yeah. with buckets of concrete. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> Youthful exuberance. Yeah, but it, it really gets you thinking, honestly, about the the text of just the all the buckets and yeah, and the natural solutions that we try to find the way. And, and that really, I mean, you when you were starting to say that, it was starting to connect to something I'm preaching this weekend. <laughs> of course, <laughs> this always happens, doesn't it? Yes. I'm like, well, I'm thinking about this. The day we <laughs> record this is a day I'm like deep in sermon studies, so it it, it works. But just. How much I'm, I'm preaching on just the um, the the four guys who bring the paralytic. Okay, yeah, that's right, and he can't mm-hmm. get there except through these four these yeah. four guys to bring him and do the dirty work. Well, and for I him, that, and that, I mean that's kind of yeah. what you were just saying <laughs> with those that's women exactly there. Where I was going, yeah, you know, like our natural solutions pull us away from community. Mm-hmm. It pulls us away from the house of God. It pulls yeah. us away from what God really has for us. And that shame. I mean, the shame is yes. such a demotivator for everything that God has for us, right? Yes. Such a demotivator. It, 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 hurt, it really hurts us. It really hurts us in our faith. It does, absolutely. Um, something I think about 
when I think about like natural solutions is how I will, if I will respond in fear over certain things, especially with like our kids or, you know, things where, so Elena was born with a hole in her heart. I and didn't know that. Oh yeah. How how do you not tell your pastor about that? What's up with that? I feel like I don't. I mean, I thought I did, but yeah, I, mean, I forgot. Re- That's also very possible. I mean, so the reality just is, call it what it is. You forgot. <laughs> I probably did. I I was drugged up at the time. Yeah, okay, yeah. like so hole in her heart. Yeah. So she was born with a hole in her heart, and at first they they were like, Oh, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And so we went on and we went on and she got to be about three months and they were like, well, I hear a murmur. I hear a heart murmur. You need to go to a cardiologist. And they went in and the whole time, like my mind is just always responding to this and like, well, what if she dies? What if, like, what if somebody, what if one of the kids pushes her down and like something happens and then, you know, that rips whatever is happening there, you know, like, Fear as, and, yeah. I mean, I, I, and then, so then you put the kid in a bubble, you know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you're like, don't, which is, I mean, not a hundred percent always my response. Cause I'm typically more of the, no, they're resilient. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll bounce back. But, but, you know, having such a tiny, tiny little baby, that's mm-hmm. you know in that it the natural response was fear yeah. you know and god the whole time kept telling me she's my child i she's mine i you don't even have to worry for one second because no matter what happens to her she is mine and she is called according to my will and my purposes and yeah. so my your response is wrong <laughs> you know mm-hmm. even though it was so natural it yeah. was so wrong yeah you know and in the end you know the cardiologist was like it'll be fine it's natural these things happen occasionally where they want so when babies are in utero they have these um like veins going to the, i don't know this is all probably all the wrong medical terms but yeah. you know they have veins or something going to their heart that come from the placenta okay. well when the placenta it separates and all of that is removed the heart is the veins go away from those and then the heart heals up. Well, hers just didn't heal as quickly. I see. Yeah. And so as long as she's not having problems today, then her heart is likely fixed, you know, it's fixed itself. But you know, my response was way over dramatic for what it really was. Yeah. The doctor was like, your, your kid's going to be fine, (laughs) you know, in the end. But I think my natural response is, is the thing that like God was like, no, I, I'm putting you, I'm allowing you to go through this. He's not putting me through this, but he's allowing me to go yeah. through this so that I see that the natural response, what seemed most natural to me was not the right thing. I, and I think it's like slowing down our responses. We're mm-hmm. so quick to our responses and not, we don't filter our own responses, our mouth, our tongue, our actions, our, our emotions, like, and it's just filtering it all, um, so that we don't make mistakes and like throw ourselves into things, a new career, a new job that we think is going to be the answer Mm -hmm. and, and work all the extra hours and and, like work hard. Great. Like work overtime. Cool. Like get the extra money, hustle. Cool. But when we think, 
when really like deep down there's actually some hard stuff going on and we're actually running from problems in our marriage or we're running from, we're looking for affirmation because we never, never got that from our, our father, our mother, or, you know what I mean? And so Absolutely. I think it's like digging down, slowing down and, and really asking those kind of hard questions to ourselves and before the Lord, uh, you know, just like search me, oh God, like help me know yes. if, if I'm trying to, trying to fix stuff, you know, with yeah. all the wrong things that, ultimately will not not satisfy me the new boat the new boat won't satisfy me the the new yeah. toy or uh, acceptance by this group of friends who i think are cool you know what i mean that none of that's gonna, gonna absolutely fix the soul level hurt that i have yeah i think that there is a lot to that i c- i can think of several times where like the the solution that god had for us was way different than i thought it would ever be mm. you know i can yeah. think about the time when so when our oldest had just been born and we were I was working at an adolescent mental health facility um, with a contract with DCF um, and we were trying to build a new program to help at-risk youth that were at risk of pregnancy or you know having their own kids be put back in foster care you know Mm -hmm. all these different things and we lost the contract well Kenny wasn't working at the time and I was the only person bringing in any kind of income. And so we had to move from Ocala back to my parents' house. And that was rough. That was a rough time. And so we had been in a season of just like, just find anything. We'll do anything, you know, and make ends meet. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like just get us out of this situation. So that, cause I was already pregnant with another kid. We had, you know, like all of these things were happening, you know, and, and Kenny had finally, it was, it was at least six months before he got anybody to give him even an interview. Mm. And he had never gone through that before. It had always been like, if he applied for something, he would get an interview and he just, he couldn't find anything. And so he decided to go back to school and he started to go to school for air conditioning. Well, Kenny already has a degree in film. And so he had been putting in applications and stuff at news stations. And finally, after he had gotten this job with an AC company that he is going to school for, mm-hmm. a news station called him for a part-time job that was going to be awful hours and no pay. And he and I just sat down and we were like, you know, this is not going to get us out of yeah. my parents' house. This right. this piddly little job is not going to do anything for us except for help further you know your film stuff which you know he he wanted to do that was something he loved but he also had kids and he knew you know something had to give and this ac job was you know consistent 40 hours a week you know i mean it's florida so right ac is necessity (laughs) you know and it's always breaking especially in the summer so you know he had the he had the ability to you know move up in the company he had all these things that he could have done it there But as we prayed about it, the Lord was just like, no, this is not the solution for you. This is not the direction I want you to go. He's like, your faithfulness and your willingness to just get out there and try has given you this job for this small, like, month interim. But now I want you to go over here. And over and over and over, people in our life would say, no, he shouldn't do that. He should stick with the job that has consistency, that seems right, that's all of these things. But we really felt like God was saying, no, you need to go with this. You need to go with this new station job. Yeah. 
and he ended up taking the news station job. And then I think it was maybe <clears throat> four months in, five months in, and they he he applied for a new position at the news station, got a full time position, and then we were able to get out and yeah. move out and all of these things. And God blessed it. Like yeah. he and he just kept moving up in that company, um, and now he still works there today. And it's yeah. Emma is eight years old this year. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And, and ultimately, it just comes down to when. God is speaking to what the real thing is and not like our surface level solutions and our moments. Yes. It just comes down to faith. Like, are we going to trust him for that? Cause it, it's not always going to make sense. It's not, no. it, I mean, that that's part of, part of this journey and it's, it's not going to make sense how you're going to get from point A to point B or point Z. Right. I think that's, I mean, I, I've told this story many times, but just, I struggled to just understand and like, cause I wanted to see the whole picture. I wanted to see it all there. Yep. And I, I wanted to get there. And my mom was like, just like, just worry about your obedience from A to B. Yes. And, Amen. And, and then worry about your obedience from B to C and mm-hmm. then your obedience from C to D. And like, you'll end up at Z, you'll end up at X, Y, Z. Yeah. You know, if you just keep doing that and it, and it just kind of simplifies things when we all want it all figured out and, ultimately that leads us away from the life that God has for us. Yeah. So we uh, were at a conference in October, last October in Ireland. And one of the guys said, he's like, I always ask God for a a roadmap. He's like, God, can you just give me a map? Show me where I'm going. Tell me, you know, tell me what I need to do to get there. And God was like, I'm not giving you a roadmap. I'm giving you a compass and I'm telling you the direction you need to go. Yeah. Yep. And, and I, I thought that was such a beautiful picture because he doesn't, we don't know what's coming next. We don't know if there's going to be a mountain, if there's going to be a river, if we're going to have to go into a valley or if we're going to be on the top of a mountain, you know, it doesn't, we don't have that knowledge. We don't know what's coming next, but we know that God is leading it, that he's guiding it and that he is going to be the one that moves us in the right direction. For sure. Yeah. There's rest in that. There's total rest in that. And uh, but there's also hard work and there's hard, yes. you know, growing up spiritually that mm-hmm. takes place yeah. in that four months that uh, takes place in yeah. that this still doesn't make sense to me. It's not fast enough. It's not, yes. doesn't look like I thought it would look like it. You know, I'm not being promoted fast. Enough. I mean, all the things, you know, it's just, that's when the growing up happens is, yeah. is in that, that season of our faith. And I think so many people hit the eject button. <laughs> yes. You know on the threshold at that threshold of what, you know, pastor Matt Keller calls the threshold of scary. Just that moment in which, all right, it's scary now. Okay, cool. You got to push past that because that's really where the the, the breakthrough in our faith Mm -hmm. happens. And so many people have lived that first year of their, their spiritual walk over and over again. And they've met there. They've been quote unquote, like Christians for 20 years, but they've lived the same first year over and over it's again. Like, they've never it's learned. It's like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Spiritually. And I, People I, listen to this right now. There's some of you, you're like, oh yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's well, me. Like I've lived my same thing. I've, I've gotten to this place and, and then I, I just never st- took that step. Yeah. Of like course. you are not alone. Like I have done that. I can oh, yeah. tell you like, so I did a school of ministry at a church here in the city and I was not things happened and church is church and it's run by people and that's life you know things get hard and things happen where you feel like it's unfair you know whatever but I decided that I wasn't getting what I was supposed to be doing or you know and so I decided to run and 
literally, I would say five years after that, God brought me to the same place, not the same church, not the same, but same exact situation Mm. where, you know, it seemed like no one saw me, no one understood the calling that God had for me. Mm. And all the time, God's like, it doesn't matter what anybody sees in you. It really, you you know what I have called you to do. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if anybody else sees that or not. It doesn't matter if you are looked down on and no one even thinks anything of you. What matters is that I know who you are and mm-hmm. that you are walking in obedience. And so he brought me back to almost the same situation. Same lesson, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, I was like, all right, God, I see it. <laughs> I've, I had a conversation with someone um, um, yesterday afternoon, or uh, sun, Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. um, after they had watched the message and um, that Pastor Dan did on the five buckets. And this person told me, they're like, I think, and, and they're, they're struggling. Mm-hmm. They're struggling. They've been trying a lot of temporary yep. physical surface level solutions for their soul level problems. And just said, I think this is the fifth time I've done this. Oh, there, there's something deeply spiritual about that right I'm, there. I moved here to try this and I moved there to try this and this. And these f- there's five moves in which I've run from that threshold i've run from that moment in which it was hard and which it was scary and i hit the eject button all those times and we we kept talking for a few minutes and they said to me i feel like this is what god's trying to teach me and they kind of laughed for a second and they're like you know a couple years ago that's exactly where i was (laughs) god's brought me back to the exact same thing we're just going to pick up. Yes. I still got to learn this lesson. I, I, I've got to go through this wall. And that that's the thing with our faith. I think we think we can inject that stuff. And as no. if it's going to make better and it just makes it worse, we lose time yes. in the promises he has for us and, you know, uh, the deeper life he has for us. So, Well, and something I think is a misnomer in the church is that so many people will tell you if if you don't do this, then God's going to send somebody else to do this for you. You know, like God won't let this go undone. And that's untrue. Mm. Like there are things in, in life that are missing because you didn't follow your Mm. calling because you didn't walk in obedience. And that's something that I'm constantly like, Lord, I don't want to do that ever again. I think we can be really hopeful. Yeah. Hope. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully somebody will. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, but to say that it's certain, no, there's no, like no certainty. Right. Well, and the thing is, is God never quits pursuing people. Of course. So he's always going to find another way to pursue them. But what if the, what if your role in their life was the thing that was going to change them? Mm-hmm. was the thing that was going to break whatever needed to be broken in them to to allow God to be the Lord of their life, mm-hmm. you know? And and you're missing, people are missing things because you didn't walk in what you were supposed to. Mm, yeah. And that's a reality I think we as believers have to face is that it, we have a responsibility to the world <clears throat> as believers to walk out the Great Commission. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not going to be easy. We're going to have to press through some of those walls. We're going to have yep. to um, walk by faith and not by sight. I feel like, honestly, Kenny and I are there right now with Ireland. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, if if you don't know, yeah. <laughs> Kenny and I are in the process of becoming missionaries to a church in Northern Ireland. And because of the All craziness the things, yeah. of the world, yeah. we um, we aren't 
we have no idea when that is happening. (laughs) We had kind of hoped that it would be, we would be there by the end of the year. And now we're like, all right, Lord, what's your plans? (laughs) So that's, you know, but we're in that season and there's, there's always a part of me that's like, Lord, is this ever going to happen? Like, should we just give up and rethink what we're doing? But then I look back on all the things that God has already done and I'm like, there's no way that we can stop now, yeah. you know, unless he's, unless he completely changes his mind. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the things I love about that story that John four, he didn't, he didn't look at, but my fa- one of my favorite words in John chapter four is in the first verse where it says, now he had to go through Samaria. Yes. The word had, he had to. Because historically, geographically, um, Jews and Samaritans get, didn't get along. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jews w- would not um, would not travel through um, through Samaria. Right. They, uh, through that area, or, um, excuse me, from the north to the south or south to north, whichever way it was. They would, they'd go around because of all the racial tension. They'd go around. That was the safe route to go. But you know, Jesus being the courageous, compassionate, um, representation of our father on this earth. Yes. That he is, he had to, he had to go and meet this person in the middle of the heat of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, just sulking in shame and he had to. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to mention that as a reminder to whoever's listening, that is, um, you know, um, feeling like you're, they're just out there alone yeah. to just know that, that Jesus is pursuing you. Like yes. you said a minute ago, he is pursuing you. He has to go. He, he, he longs for a relationship with you. And, um, and, and furthermore, he, he wants that relationship so bad, um, that, that he'll go through the, the harder time. And, and I, th- and I would just say that there may be a, an encounter, a conversation in the next 24 to 48 hours in the next week or two in that it's a, it's a moment um, that God has sent for you to, to, to meet with him, to, to lay it all out there, Yes, you know, and to get real and to know that that's just a pivotal moment for you to, you know, draw closer to the Messiah who's, who's just right there waiting. Yeah. You know, I think as people, we overcomplicate like, Oh, what is God telling me to do? You know, mm-hmm. how do I know, how do I know that this is the next step or mm-hmm. this is, this is point A and this is point B. Like, how do I know that this is the right thing? Yeah. And I think that there is, I mean, it's not as complicated as we make it, you yeah. know, <laughs> we, I think something that I tell my kids all the time because they're in that place where they're learning to hear the voice of God and what, it, and I mean, we're all in that place. Yeah. I have not arrived. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hear that in yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. But, but I feel like I know a little bit more than my kids, so that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I tell them all the time, I'm like, you you will know the voice of God when, when the thing that you feel like you need to do, even if it seems crazy or strange or weird, gives you peace. Mm-hmm. And there's a joy that comes behind it. Like mm-hmm. even if it's scary, there's still this like a little bit of excitement. You know it's right. Yeah. yeah you, you know, know it's that right. it's right. And you have this peace. Mm-hmm. Like 
I couldn't tell you exactly why we thought mm-hmm. Kenny was supposed to take the job at the news station. Yeah. But it was peace. There was no peace over the AC job. Like it was it was there was just turmoil in it. Yeah. And God was like, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna let you know. Yeah. He makes it clear. Yeah. Yeah, man, this this whole idea could go into so many different things in our lives of um, all the surface level solutions. I mean, we could mm-hmm. have all kinds of conversations that spin off of this and ways in which we're trying to find it. And um, I, I guess I would just you know challenge anybody listening to just yep. think through what maybe what in your life are, are you kind of trying to fix with a soul you know a surface level solution as opposed to the soul level stuff that God's trying to do. Yeah. And to not hit the eject button out of that, <laughs> just like press through, press through into those hard conversations, those hard moments. Yeah. Um, and know that that there is purpose and meaning on the other side of that, just like there was for this woman at the well that she was able to go back and tell all these women she was ashamed to even be around. She was able to tell them what Jesus did for her and, and what a freedom and joy that brought. So yeah. Um, yeah. Just want to be an encouragement. Yep. Well, we're thankful for you guys hanging out with us and we hope this has helped you fathom beyond Sunday, what you can do in your relationship with God. That wasn't corny at all. Never. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Bonus points. <laughs> See you next time. See you next time.